0: i don't want anything i'm about to say to be misconstrued i still very much believe that it would be best for this football team if matt canada was not the offensive coordinator but man alive have you guys ever seen anything like this good morning to you Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover, and I hope you'll check those out as well. The players were given yesterday off. That was Mike Tomlin's unspoken way, at least unspoken publicly way of rewarding his players for the effort that they gave over the weekend in beating the Ravens. So they get an extra day to enjoy their bye week. They had one practice Tuesday, and then that's it. And that's kind of nice. They won't be back until Monday, and then, of course, they can put their heads down and start preparing for the Rams out in Los Angeles the following week. The coaches hung around. The coaches understand this. Always hang around. There's very, very, very little downtime in the NFL coaching world, and there is none when it comes to in-season. So they were around, and just as the defensive coaches had met with the media, which is a common thing in the bye week with the Steelers, the offensive coaches did so yesterday. And all anyone, of course, would have wanted to hear was what Canada had to say. Not because they're necessarily interested in his viewpoints, not because uh, they want to find out what's going through the mind of the offensive coordinator. No, no. It's that every single syllable the guy speaks is picked apart rabidly. It's unlike anything I've covered, and I've been doing this around here for a long time now. I can't recall whether it's a, an owner like Bob Nutting, who's very unpopular, never had to deal with anything like this, whether it's a general manager. Ron Hextall just got fired by the Penguins after having that chanted in the arena back in April. But again, the, the nastiness, the, the universal aspect to it definitely didn't exist. Head coaches, of course, managers of the Pirates, have been unpopular, but not like this. Players, nothing, zero. We're at the point now where Fire Matt Canada is being chanted at the hockey game across town during play. Understand that that happened during play. I don't think that part's gotten enough attention. This wasn't something that the fans thought about doing while they were bored. It was during play of a tight and fairly significant for an opener game. And in that context, there's people presumably just sitting somewhere thinking to themselves, yeah, man, but really got to get rid of this coordinator. And they they get it started. Now, listen, this is a lot like an event, Okay. Uh, this is a, a lot like a, a meme that erupts on social media, I think, more than it is a general sentiment. I actually believe that at this point. Not that people don't legitimately want Canada gone, but I think this has just taken on its own life. It's it's grown its own legs, and it's now just become the hot thing to discuss, the hot thing uh, for people to I don't even want to say go back and forth on because everybody agrees on it. I don't hear anyone anywhere saying, yeah, keep him. Sure, let's give him another chance. Nobody says that. But I do think that, how do I put this? Some of it's getting pretty bad, okay? Uh, some of the stuff that I see here and read goes way beyond, hey, this guy is not good at calling X's and O's at the NFL level. Uh, it's it's nasty, it's it's belligerent, it's brutal. sometimes I can't begin to fathom what he and or his family are actually getting that we might not see. And you know, I'm definitely not here to take the people in my profession off the hook. I will casually begin, a written column with Firemat Canada now I'm I know that I'm writing that from the the standpoint of I don't believe he's the right guy for the job I don't believe that terrible things should happen to him and I don't even believe that it's his fault I don't think he should have been promoted and I don't think that the people over his head most importantly right now should still have him in place that's not his fault It's not his fault that he's in the position that he's in. It's not his fault that he's still there. And yesterday, one of the questions that was asked of Canada, presumably because of the chants at the hockey game, were about the chanting in general. And if he had a message for the people doing the chanting. And and his response, which again, was just perfectly innocent and not dismissive in any way, shape, or form was, I I do not. That was it. I do not. It was those three words. He didn't say they didn't have the right to do it. He didn't do anything. He he gave the three-word answer, and then he looked around at the rest of the reporter pack like, is there another question that anybody has? Because, you know, I'm the offensive coordinator here, and I'm here to answer questions about football. I'm going to say it again. This isn't about whether or not I've got second guessing or wondering if he should. No, okay. He's not good at this job. But, you know, people. Wow. You know, easy. Easy. When we come back, J1Q. I realized after doing that last segment that I didn't let the man have his say on a football thing. And that's not particularly fair for me to say, you know, that he was asked this one tough question. He gave a three word answer, looked around for football questions or whatever. Well, he got football questions too. Okay. So I'm going to try to keep this as, you know, as balanced as possible. And, the question he got that would probably be of the greatest interest to everyone is what actually happened on the 41-yard touchdown pass from Kenny Pickett to George Pickens. Was that called at the line? Was it called in the huddle? Whatever else here. And, and this, was, this was Canada's measured explanation of the entire sequence. Broke the huddle, had a play called, you know, Kenny did it multiple times through it in this game. You know, we had got a cover zero plan, what we've always had. Um, And th- In that exact instance, you know, the routes were kind of called in the huddle, but the protection had to change, so he came out, he saw it, he made the protection adjustment. George, you know, if three guys stayed on what they had because they were, the r- I'm sorry, the routes that, that, they, you know, that, that worked in that point, you would press across the board. So, Kenny did a great job, but again, he probably did that three or four times throughout the game, and and, and everybody did a good job with that. Yeah, he's confirming, in essence here, stuff that's already been uh, reported, stuff that Kenny himself described, other players described. The play was called. The play was practiced, and the play went off as it's scripted, and it was scripted by Canada. The thing that was audibled at the line as everyone, everyone, everyone has now confirmed was the protection. So here again, he could have gotten indignant about it. He, he could have said something like, you know, this is crazy. I'm not being given credit for anything. And, and then everybody would have really gone after him. And I am not for the third time advocating that Canada should stay on as coordinator even for another week. I am, however, finding myself increasingly admiring the way he's handling this. He has put on a clinic in crisis management for a coach. He really has. And maybe this is part of what Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney and others in the organization like about him. Now he should still be good at calling NFL games and he's not. But you can see maybe within all of this why it is that they've stuck by him. Just, I just want to throw that in there. Okay. I, I think that that's a, that's a fair thing to say. Nick says, hey, DK, I I listen to this show every day on my way to work. It helps me get through traffic. I appreciate that, Nick. How do you feel about Broderick Jones' first start? Will Dan Moore see the field again as a starter? Also, how do you feel about Mason Cole lately? I'm going to take the tackles here because Canada brought that up as well. His exact wording on the subject of the tackles is that we have three NFL tackles. Now, if it sounds in an answer like that as if he's, you know, deferring or whatever he is, actually. That's not something that you're going to hear from a coordinator, uh, offensive, defensive here or anywhere else, unless that call's already been made by the head coach. The head coach decides who starts and who doesn't. So when Terrell Austin tells us the way he did the day before yesterday that Joey Porter Jr. is not starting, he's getting that from Tomlin. And in this case, Maybe because of Moore's injury status, maybe because of wanting to be cautious with the rookie, Canada was just going to punt on this one. So that's their current status. Here's mine, which, remember, doesn't count. That kid just went out there, Jones did, and played 78 snaps as a starting NFL left tackle. Allowed. Zero quarterback pressures, zero quarterback hits, and obviously within that, zero sacks. He also happened to be on the side that the Steelers chose for most, not all, but most of their successful runs. I I don't know how you draft someone in the first round. You trade up to get them. And they respond like that for you. And then you say to them, hey, the other guys uh, he's feeling better. Let's put him back in. When Moore didn't play that well in any of his games. He, he's not nearly as bad as some of the grades that I've seen. He's also not nearly as good as other evaluations I've seen. He's had kind of a uh, year so far. In fairness to Moore, he's also gone against... Some real beasts. But this kid went out there and just gave you essentially perfect football at a bookend position, protecting his quarterback's blindside. I'm not really inclined to tell him to go sit down. He did what you wanted him to do. You know who else did? Joey Jr. I don't believe that Joey Jr. is going to sit down. He might not be out there for the first snap so that they can mess with his head or do whatever it is that they feel is necessary to push his buttons, given his personality, which they would know way better than any of us. But I think you're going to see more Joey Jr. than you're going to see Levi Wallace or Patrick Peterson, depending on how they end up splitting those guys' various assignments. And... As for Mason Cole, I'm a believer, but he's got to be a lot better. He's got to be a lot better. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do one more of these tomorrow.